0: Third down and 20. What is going on? Welcome back. Third and 20 podcast, episode 34. My name is Frank Entwistle. So we got the main man himself with a new hat, Ryan Steed. How's it going, Ryan?
1: How you doing? Doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm excited about this new hat. Um, it's a little warmer than my previous hat. So ready to get it popping.
0: All right. First thing, as you see on the screen, we're going to be talking about real quick, the AFC and NFC Championship. Um, I actually got to put that on there. Steed, why don't you go out and start? What were your initial thoughts, reactions, anything about the AFC and NFC championship?
1: Well, I'll start with the AFC. I think, like, pretty much sums up the way I felt about it is, like, through, like, the last eight or so weeks with the Chiefs, you know, we kind of, like... They were winning games, but they weren't covering the spread or anything like that. So, like, you kind of forget how just dominant this team is. And they go out there and play a Bills team that everybody's riding high on. And I'll be one to say it, too. Like, I, I bought into the Bills Mafia hype, and they're just clearly not on that same level yet. And the Chiefs are just playing on a different level than anyone else. And, you know, like, it's pretty crazy just to know that, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to be doing that for the excess – Ten plus years in Kansas City, and I think that pretty much sums it up for me for the AFC. But the NFC, you know, I thought that was a really, I, dude, that was a hard battle game. I mean, the boys came out and like scored early and often, and that huge touchdown, Scotty Miller, and the, the And I mean, you know, like a lot of people with Rogers always saying these NFC championships losses is that, you know, he never gets help. Well, like, their defense converted three turnovers, got three picks in the second half, and gave Rodgers every single shot in the world to win that game. You're the MVP. Your defense, you knew this was going to be a tough game regardless. Your defense gives you three shots, and he didn't own up. I'm pretty sure on two of those picks, they went three and out, you know, and then you have that kind of wacky play where, like, they go for the field goal that should you have gone for in that fourth and goal. I mean, you can say it either way. But, I mean, it just proves to you that, you know, Rodgers is at fault for this loss, even though he had a spectacular season, and the Packers remain frauds. They can't win the big one.
0: You've been waiting for this for so yeah, long. Yeah, dude. I was so <laughs>
1: nervous. I was like, dude, they win this game. I'm going to be like, God dang it.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, so a couple things I want to say, I'll start with the NFC, is, I mean, this is what we saw both teams were. This is a game where the Packers could have won. And to be honest, it was a game where it was just the same old Packers offense, but we we saw the good where they can score really quickly. They have those big plays. MVS, Marcus Valdez-Scantling had some big plays that we kind of expected coming in. Devontae Adams, you you weren't going to completely shut him down. He was involved. We saw the classic Robert Tanyan touchdown. But at the same time, it was kind of like we saw – in that game against the Colts and some of the other games they played the season. It's just with the good comes the bad of the Packers offense. You'll see those explosive times. And you'll also see those times where they can't get anything going. And Aaron rodgers not Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones had some big fumbles, one, which they still got. I think it went out of bounds. And then one that they lost, I'm pretty sure in the red zone, which killed them. Um, on all in all, it was a tough game for the Packers, and that that decision to kick the field goal, that's just the main highlight for me because I don't mind losing a football game, but that decision to, to not go for it, I don't care what the odds of going for it are and what and all that jazz, or I don't even care if it's a data analytics play. Oh my god, that stuff pisses me off, the whole data analytics going for it and shits. You yeah. You are giving the ball back, willingly. You are giving the ball back to the GOAT, the undisputed GOAT. You are just saying, here, why don't we put the game in your hands? Screw putting the game in the hands of our guy, Aaron Rodgers, and the offense that has been carrying us all season. Let's just, you know what? Let's not even make it a field goal game. Let's just make it a oh, we, I guess we score a touchdown, we win? We don't have to go for two? And put it in the hands of of Tom Brady. Hey, Tom Brady, you can't get a first down. Nah, not at all. What in God's, what the hell was that? What yeah. the hell was that?
1: It really didn't make any sense to me. Rodgers came out and talked about it the other day saying, you know, like, it's going to get scrutinized, but the thinking was they kick the field goal and then they stop them and then they get the ball back. And, like, yeah, and, and in a perfect world, yeah. You can go I for mean, it like, and
0: stop them, and you still have a chance.
1: Yeah, like, it's just it, – it doesn't make any sense, really, to me. I, I think that's maybe where Matt LaFleur, you know, is kind of still, like, a little bit of that young coach. But, like, you do have, like, the unanimous – MVP, and I just don't get why you wouldn't want to put the ball back in his hands and give him a shot. And
0: I just, uh, it's it's not even about what you can do. It's about the fact that they have the undisputed best player to ever play, and you are willingly putting the ball back in his hands and letting him decide the the outcome of the game. I don't care how good your defense is. I don't care what the data analytics says. I don't care about any of that. It's just, if I'm playing football, and I'm a coach, I am doing everything that I can to not have the other team's best players decide the game. And at the end of the day, the best player is their quarterback. It's the same thing if you're playing the Chiefs. If I'm playing the Chiefs, I'm doing everything in my power as a coach. Obviously, it's not going to go all cleanly, but I'm doing everything in my power to say, hey, I am not going to put the game in Patrick Mahomes' hands. I am not going to let him decide if I win or lose. I would much rather that be in my quarterback's hands, which happens to be Aaron freaking Rodgers. It's not like it's just Joe Schmo. It's not like this is the Bears when they had freaking um Rex Grossman lead him lead him to the Super Bowl. No, this is Aaron Rodgers. This is one of the best quarterbacks that we've seen of our generation. Jesus fucking Christ, that is just so ridiculous that that happened. Like, and what, oh, we can stop him. You can not get the first, the the touchdown and you can still stop him and have a prayer with the guy that happens to be the best at throwing Hail Mary's. Like, holy shit.
1: Yeah, it would be one of those plays in the offseason like they'll scratch their head too. Uh, I mean, it just, it's another way like the Packers lose another conference championship. We've seen this story
0: before. See, I I don't mind the the one against the Niners though. They just got outplayed, right? It happens. Mm -hmm. That Niners team was ridiculous, and if you don't have a guy like Mahomes that could just kind of make ridiculous plays, you were gonna lose to them, right?
1: Or you have Shanahan where he doesn't run the ball with the yeah. Or you have
0: Shanahan just say, "Hey, I'm gonna throw (laughs) the Super Bowl." That, that (laughs) but my God, I just, you know, Steed. I honestly think that that so many coaches just need to to just play Madden online over and over and over again until they get clock management down. Because there, every year, there are so many decisions where you're just like, A, stop chasing points. I don't give a shit about the data analytics. That stuff shouldn't come into effect until you are really desperate. Stop mm-hmm. chasing points. I've seen so many teams get so fucked by going for two and chasing points and and going for it and and not taking field goals a lot of time. Okay, if it's a great matchup and stuff, go ahead. But if you don't get it and you lose games, you can't say, "Oh, well, you know the data." No, that's not how it works. Like you decide you took the risk. You know what can happen? It's just happened so many times, right? Like we've been harping on the Eagles all season. It was just, "Oh, our offense sucks." But we're going for it. Here we go, fellas. Like, oh, my God. Just stop it. If you suck, stop chasing points. If the other team has a good defense, stop chasing points. And guess what? If the other team has the best player to ever play the fucking game, don't put the game in his hands. I'm done. I I just – I could not believe that. AFC – what I've been saying finally happened. I just chose to believe in the Bills the wrong fucking game. The Bills, the, the big problem with the Bills, and I I was both right and wrong, actually, is I thought that the fact that they didn't have a running game was what was going to screw them, and that's not necessarily mm-hmm. true. What was true, though, wasn't the fact that they didn't have a running They don't have a number two, which is their big problem. You know, Cole Beasley a, is a decent... Number You look at number twos in the NFL, he's very subpar. He's a good player. I love Cole Beasley, but he's not a legit number two. Dawson Knox is not a legit number two. Gabe, Gabriel Davis, great rookie, good player, not a number two. John Brown was too inconsistent this year to be a number two. And the running game, which could supplement a number two, the Bills don't have. So that was clearly apparent during this game, where you go up against the Chiefs, who have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, who are both number ones, (laughs) on top of, you know, talented running backs, guys like Meikle Hardman's coming up, and what, like, I think that was the the most apparent thing. Wasn't the fact that, oh, Josh Allen's a year away, or, oh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is just better. I I just think it kind of showed... Okay, this is what happens when you have dominant playmakers to supplement your good quarterback and your good offensive line and your good coaches. I think that that's what I saw the most part.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like the Bills weren't moving the ball too bad too. Like it, they get in the red zone a couple of times, right? And they were just they weren't converting the touchdowns. Like,
0: well, their red zone defense also screwed him too. You yeah, it's like go up against a matchup where. That was the other reason I believed him. Is like, okay, you shut down two of the top red zone teams and then struggle against the third top red zone team. I guess I just thought that I saw it two weeks in a row it's going to happen again, but, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think anyone should be shocked. I don't think anyone is shocked. This is just – it's what we had seen out of the Bills in the regular season, and you and me both took the bait believing – what we had seen in the past five games was going to hold true against the best team in the NFL.
1: Yeah. it's tough. I mean, like it was kind of into that classy moment where they were up on nothing, you know, and then here come the chiefs.
0: <laughs> yeah, here comes the chiefs. So it's like, you're never, you don't beat that team in the first half, the first quarter, you know, you have to pl- play that team 60 minutes. You can, and you cannot let off the gas pedal. It's funny. You know, if, if you watch that, um, there's a uh, Colin Coward and Joe Burrow interview, and he said that one of the things that he had to learn as a young player in the NFL is that you can never let your foot off the gas pedal. What game was it? They had a game that they were up big and let a team come back, and I think they lost the Bengals. The Bengals? Yeah, they they were up big early. Maybe it was – I forget who it was, but, um, I mean, if you look at the schedule in the box, you'll be able to tell. But basically, that's what he was saying, like, You know, you can get a couple turnovers, go up, you know, 9, 14, 21, nothing. But in this league, especially against the good teams, if you just start being stagnant, the other team's going to come back. And that's very apparent with the Chiefs. We've seen it two playoff runs in a row where you could beat them in the first quarter, even the first half. But the minute that you start not moving the football and laying off the gas pedal, you are fucked because they're Mm going to come roaring back. And I honestly think the Chiefs are better this year than they were last year.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I think they're more of a complete football team. Yeah, they're a complete
0: football team. Man, Jesus Christ, Chiefs fans. You guys have it so good.
1: Yeah, I wish I could be a Chiefs fan.
0: Like, just be nice. let me ask you an impromptu question. Is this Chiefs team better than the other Patriots teams that have made it? I I guess the best one would have been that 16-0 team. I'm going to probably say no. But it, I think it's, I think it's decently close because their defense is so good, and they don't oh, get dude, enough credit.
1: Not, it would be a really good matchup. Like, I, I still wish, like, you know, hats off to Eli winning that Super Bowl somehow. But like, if that 'oh seven Patriots team plays like this Chiefs game, this Chiefs team, that would be one hell of a game, you know.
0: I feel like I'm taking 07 Pats, man. I, I, really? I, I, and it's, it's interesting just because, I don't know. I, I just think, know. like, on, I get paper, on paper, the 07 Pats team, I think, is better. And I think that they would be a little bit more consistent. But at the, also, I you get Belichick. You, yeah, I will, I will give you the whole, okay, because the Chiefs have Mahomes and you get Mahomes on a good day. On a day where he's really feeling it, like he can win any game against any team with this with this squad that he's got. But um, you got anything else you want to say on this? No, nope,
1: it's just you know who who would have guessed that Tom Brady makes yet another Super Bowl. He's hey, got the that sa- he's got the same amount of NFC championships as Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers.
0: Um, so you just dominate okay, so both if sides. If you guys of you. were, if you guys were hoping we were gonna make a Super Bowl pick, we're gonna, we have a little thing at the end of the episode, but we're gonna have, we're gonna save our Super Bowl preview for next week, um, so that we can get a little bit more in depth on the Super Bowl preview. But now we're gonna be moving on to Matt Stafford. He, the reports that were early in the season were true. Matt Stafford is probably not gonna be a Detroit Lion anymore. He's going to be traded from the rumors around the league. So, first question is, where is he going? So, I I want Matt Stafford to go to Denver. I think that Denver would be a great spot. I don't think that he's going to fetch a one a, a one pick a, a first round pick. Because he's demanding a trade and, and what – I don't know. I have no idea what the price for him is going to be. I, I would I imagine because he's forcing his way out, it would be like a two or a three or something. Basically, a little bit more than what you would would have gotten in a comp pick for Stafford. That's what I'm thinking. I don't really know. The market could be a lot more competitive. Um, But I think that Denver, if they don't have to give up a one to get Stafford, would be in a great spot to get him – because you could trade for Stafford, give up whatever you need, right? And let's just assume it's not a one. Let's say it's two threes, right? A three this year, a three a three next year. It's more than you would have got for for a comp pick. You might mm-hmm. even be one three because if it's a a regular old third, the the comp picks come in after the 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 regular old third round picks. So um, and that's for the highest one. I, I love that because then you could, if you were Denver, draft a tackle with your draft pick in, in, in an absolutely loaded tackle class. Um, there's going to be tackles flying off the board, left, right, and center on day one and day two. There, this is a great, and there are still some quality-ass guards too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would love that if I'm a Denver fan. We pick up Stafford. Um, we don't even have to get rid of Drew Locke. We can mm-hmm. we can still have Drew Locke on the roster. Um, maybe you go out and trade him then. I don't know. But I, I would love to get Stafford, draft a couple of offensive linemen to sure up a spot that's kind of been a question mark for years now. If you're Denver, um, you have Vic Fangio. You, you know you should have. I don't know really know their cap situation, but you could go in and use all the free agent acquisitions solely on defense with Vic Fangio defensive head coach. Denver could be competing next year.
1: Yeah. I mean, you saw what they did this year with no quarterback. They were competing every game. Um, Yeah. I, when I first saw Stafford was like, he's getting traded or whatever. I thought of team Broncos were like, first came to mind. I thought that'd be a really good fit. Colts, of course. And then I got to thinking, I was like, I do. The Patriots would be a really good fit too, because you know, I don't know if like, Belichick is still like comes to me where I don't know if he'll draft a quarterback just because, like, you know, he is older and he doesn't. I don't know if he wants to like have jeopardized part of his career where he has to like nurture a new young quarterback and wait for him to really take off, you know? What if he just trade for a Stafford and then that 15th pick, you know, you pick up a receiver, give him a little weapon or something, and then, you, you know, next thing you got Stafford and Belichick's system is it, like. And There's you got those guys are...
0: coming back too, the, the defensive players that opted out. Mm-hmm. Like assuming you get those guys back, you're right. Yeah. Like, that could be a playoff team right there. Easy. Yeah, I
1: think that is a playoff team. I think all three of those teams with Stafford are an easily playoff team.
0: So that is interesting. Uh, um, you know, the one thing I will say though about Belichick not wanting to draft a quarterback, if you look at his draft success. That is one of the positions that he has been pretty good on, though, in terms of his track record. He has been able to pick quarterbacks. And, I I mean, the Patriots don't have a third-rounder to to trade. Um, Once again, I don't know what the price for Stafford is going to be. That's going to be an interesting question. Mm -hmm. We can get into that after we talk about the landing spots for a little bit. But, I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by the Patriots. But at the same time, if Belichick wants to – to put this team in a position to win for the long term, I wouldn't be surprised if they just went for a quarterback. You know, that that is a position that I understand we can be, we can be skeptics of Bill Belichick's drafting, especially recently. You know, you look at the receiver position, it's been a mess. Some of the other positions have been a mess, but I'm pretty confident in him picking up a quarterback if I'm a Patriots fan. And I, I mean, I don't necessarily know if it's at pick 15 or maybe it's in the second round or whatnot. But at the end of the day, if the Patriots draft a quarterback, I'm not I'm not going to come out here and say, "Oh, well, they suck at taking first rounders and quarterbacks." Like, nah, I, w- I would like that for them. And you get, and you get them cheap. You know, this is going to be a year where the Patriots are finally have some room to work with with the cap. So whether that's bringing in Stafford or or they draft someone and bring in talent around them, I, I think that. I think that people are thinking that the Patriots outlook is a lot more grim than it actually is.
1: No. Yeah. I mean, it's still a really good quarterback class. It's just,
0: you know, well, just regardless of quarterback, just they actually can bring in free agents now. And if we're looking at what is the one thing bill Belichick has been proven year in and year out, he's good at, he can bring in free agents for dirt cheap that are really good. You finally give him some cap space to spend some cash You look at the guys that he's brought in. Stephon Gilmore was kind of a big money free agent. Like he came in Mm -hmm. and is now a top corner in the league. Like he brings in a couple guys. All of a sudden you get a couple draft picks. Like this Patriots team could be back. Could be back. Not, not necessarily dominant, but dude, they weren't too far out of the playoffs this year. They beat some good teams this year. I think people are looking way too much at the negative with this Patriots squad instead of the positives. Like, Dude, we knew they were going to come in and struggle. I mean, I took the under on on them. At least I thought that they were going to come in and be hovering around eight wins. Um, they shocked me some games though, dude. They had a great game against the Ravens, and that that was without really being able to throw the ball at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had great games against the Ravens and Cardinals. You know, to I mean, granted the Cardinals didn't make the playoffs, but you know, two playoff caliber teams. I mean, it's you're, still you're there. Right,
0: though. If, if they add Stafford to that squad, they they could be great. And maybe we see what they wanted out of N'Kiel Harry. If you get a guy like Stafford that has been able to be a very successful deep ball, 50-50 ball thrower with, I mean, obviously Calvin Johnson. I think I could be a good 50-50 ball thrower to Calvin Johnson. But we saw Kenny Galladay. Okay. Uh, Marvin Jones would have some really good games. So maybe we see... I, I still think the guy there, if it's a guy on the roster, would be Jacoby Myers. I think that he would be really good. But still, um, I don't. I think we can all agree that Cam Newton was not the ideal quarterback to have N'Keele Harry succeed. So
1: Yeah, because Cam Newton struggles doing one thing quarterbacks are supposed to do is start the ball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what about some shocker teams? Do you have any teams that you think that pe- people aren't really on the radar that could pick up Stafford?
1: I'm trying to think. I, I just feel like these three teams are really going to be in on them. Besides, the, like the Colts
0: too. Um, you know, the Niners are probably uh, being talked about a little bit. I don't. You think know, so. I think they'd much rather draft someone. Yeah,
1: the, the Niners are always a question because of Jimmy G, and like, you know, I can't say the Bears because of this in division, and there's no shot they trade Stafford inside division, but the Bears yeah. need a quarterback too. Besides that, I, mean, I think like at, everybody you
0: get a significantly higher price for him though, then I could see it. But
1: Yeah. But I don't know. Like I do, I don't think this will be the last veteran quarterback we see go either. Like I think there'll be like one, maybe two more names that we like we see start fluttering around. a.k.a. my guy. I think Matt, uh Matty could, I think Matty I, I, I I think they'll I think they'll his name will be put out there and you'll see some stuff ramp up now they do it. I don't know. But like, I think like he could be a guy that is more like I, he's been talked about in the past sometimes, but I think it could be kind of on go now.
0: Now, what do you think Matt Stafford fetches you? You kind of already heard my opinion. I think realistically you're going to get a package of like a, a two and a three or a couple of threes, something to make it more worth just letting him go and what you would receive back in a comp pick um
1: yeah i was talking to one of my friends he was like man like you're going to have to give up your first round pick for him like dude you're not getting a i
0: don't you're think not a getting
1: getting first, first like um, unless like there is a fucking unless there's a competitive marker for Stafford and you really want him that is the only, like that would be the only way but like i also i think teams would be like yeah dude no we're not yeah doing i don't the first.
0: think so. the only problem is because in essence you're also giving up cap space right because you know yet the quarterbacks fetch yeah. a really high price i mean aside if it's someone like deshaun watson right cuz you know deshaun watson is going to be great for the next 4 or 5 years at least and at the same time he's really like his the deal that he has is cheap right he's getting mm-hmm. paid like 35 mil if you were to sign deshaun watson today to a long term contract you're looking at a mahomes esque deal obviously not what mahomes got but you're going to have to pay him over $40 million annually. I'm going to at least yeah. assume that because that's what Dak is asking for. Um, so that's a great deal for a team. Stafford, you're not signing him to a long-term deal, right? I, I mean, maybe you'll extend him, but it's not going to be like a Mahomes deal, a Deshaun Watson deal. It would be like a couple years extension so that you're a team that, that can compete for the next four or five seasons, right? Yeah. Um, and because you have to give up all that cap space, like re, like you said, unless there's four, three teams heavily interested in trading for Stafford, or if it's two teams fighting tooth and nail, you're not getting a one. In this league, yeah, no. in 2021. Well, also, the value of him goes down if all of a sudden someone like Matt Ryan's also on the market, because you could go to the Lions and, and turn around and say, hey, I could get Matty Ice for a third. You know, I'd rather have Stafford, and I'll give you two-thirds or a second and a third, but why the hell shouldn't I just turn around here and say, hey, let me just call up the Falcons and get Matty Ice?
1: Yeah. I mean, could happen. They need that one extra, like, older quarterback to get back in the market, but, I mean, could happen. Um I think you're pretty much right though to'd be probably at most like a second round pick a a third and then maybe a future pick somewhere um nothing more uh it's just I don't know but like i on stafford's grace though i like I think one one of those three teams we were talking about will really d- take a shot at him and uh he'll finally be on like you know more of a competing team all around team and see what he can do with it you know. Mm-hmm. See if he'll finally live up to that true number one overall potential.
0: I, listen, I'm happy for Stafford. I want him to get the hell out of there. I think give him a fair shake now. Give him a shot where he's not on a clearly subpar team to someone like the Packers. Like, you, no one in, in their life, unless you know, in the past 20 years, not in their life, in the past 20 years, has has legitimately gone out and been like, this year I think the Lions on paper are way better than the Packers. Like those words haven't been uttered. Like
1: Yeah, I don't think that's been said much. I think it's um, been more like maybe the Lions will win nine games this year. Eh,
0: maybe we could steal one. <laughs> maybe we can get
1: a six seed. Like
0: But yeah, um I- I'm happy for Stafford. I-, I really hope he's been a guy that I've always loved. Um You know, he's one of, like, one of the guys that when I was growing up, he was, like, the the top dog, right? He was not necessarily, like, the Mahomes, but, like, he was that guy that was, like, holy shit. This dude, do you see what he's doing? Like, no looks. Like, him and Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, Mm -hmm.
1: Slinging the pill.
0: Yeah, just slinging the pill. So, I'll just call this segment Senior Bowl. So, Senior Bowl, practice number two wrapped up as we are speaking as we are recording and I watched every second of it. I am a senior bowl combine fiend. I love this stuff. So, I'm going to come in, steed cut me off whenever you want cuz I'm just going to go on a ramble. So, you do it, man. Senior bowl, let's get into it. Risers and fallers. So, quick disclaimer, I mainly was analyzing the quarterbacks, the receivers, um, some of the offensive linemen and defensive linemen and some of the D backs, um, tight ends. I really just, the, a, the broadcast wasn't showing them all too much. And B, um, I, I kind of just don't get into tight ends until later in the process. And, um, the running backs, I have been grading, um, outside of the senior bowl a whole lot. And also like until really game time, um, you really don't get to to see a whole lot that's going to change your mind on the running backs. There's really nothing all that valuable that you're going to see from the senior bowl practices with the running backs, other than the pass pro stuff, um, which I, I'll get into, but aside from the pass pro reps, there's not really a whole lot that you're like, Oh yeah, I love to see us. A lot of the stuff, it's not full contact yet um, until the game. So, you know, what the hell are we doing out here with running backs? Um Steed, I'll I'll let you go here. For you, any risers and fallers that you have seen.
1: Well, I mean, I think like we've talked about this guy before, but you know, our guy right here, Shy. Shy, Shy can fly. Shy,
0: dude, Shy is so good. He's been so slept on up until this point. It is absurd.
1: Yeah, it's like I watched a little bit of day one yesterday and I watched the video he sent me this morning. Um, dude, like what shy had just showed me, like, he's going to be a day one starter in the slot. It's just, you know, he has some of that, like Jameson Crowder kind of S feel to him, you know, uh, really fast. Fast Can-
0: dude. He
1: a He was just burning everybody. Like you saw him make that diving catch too. Like that had to be the catch of the day from day one. And like, I just think uh shy could be like, not necessarily. I don't know where he's going to go. I'm, third se- like second earliest i think but he like... could
0: sneak into the like a late second round spot i yeah, think like... right now that's where i'd have him around it, me personally um dude shy like you know i i keep hearing people throw this tyree kill comparison around i've heard it for Jalen waddle i've heard it for um today they were saying about dwayne eskridge another combine rising kind of a guy shy smith man he is the kind of dude that you just get him the ball anywhere and you just say hey just run it all the way across the field and i'll get some dude to put it on you like mm-hmm. you know i don't know i don't know why maybe it's because he doesn't have the best numbers um even though well, South he has carolina, the best
1: quarterback
0: yeah well that's what i was about to say it's like south carolina we, they've produced so many good receivers and this is like the first time that i can really say like dude they have a good receiver in Shai Smith, but they have done him no favors. Mm-mm. Kind of like – I think the beginning of it was Brian Edwards. Like, they didn't really do Brian Edwards a ton of favors, but he was on some decent teams. Like, it's not like they were trash. Dude, this South Carolina team was just trash. This, Especially the offense, dude. They did him zero favors on film with that, with that offense. And he was – dude, he has some good film still. Like, I – I mean, because we both went to South Carolina, we would just naturally watch the games. And every single time I watched that offense, I felt like I was saying, dude, this Shy Smith guy, he can play. He can play. Not that he's going to be a number one necessarily, but this is a guy that if I'm a coach, I want him on my football team.
1: Yeah, I think a play for me where Shy really stands out, I think he was a freshman this year. But uh, it was the year we played Michigan, the Outback Bowl like a couple years ago, and Bentley was still the quarterback. And I, it was just like a simple go route, I think. And he just like the Michigan's good, All, like Jim Horrible defense, got some good players. And he just blew past everybody and Bentley hit him for like 60, 70 something yards. And like, I think that's really where he kind of took the storm. But you know, like South Carolina's always been good at producing receivers. So I think that'll even help his draft stock a little bit too.
0: Well, yeah, the play that got me hooked on Shai Smith was a similar play where you just have him on a go route, but it was against Clemson, I'm pretty sure, where he burnt Isaiah Simmons. There was, It was some highly rated defensive player. and Isaiah Simmons – I'm going to assume it's Isaiah Simmons. I am 99% sure it was Isaiah Simmons. But dude, that's a guy that ran under a 4-4 in the 40. And mm-hmm. Shai Smith burnt him. Like – not only is he going to test fast i think he plays even faster than he's going to test like unless he goes out there and runs like a low 43s like which he very well could the guy is an absolute burner but i i huge fan of shy smith i think he's going to finally start getting some recognition now from the stuff in the senior bowl i know we got hurt today so we didn't get to see him today but from those one on ones that we saw day 1 and from what South Carolina has done in the past, and as we get deeper into the process, I think that we're going to see some teams really fall in love with Sh- Shai Smith. And if there's anything we learned from last draft, teams want speed. Teams mm-hmm. want talented players that are fast. They look at the Chiefs and they say, "We want to do that." Um, Shai Smith fits that. He's a guy. He's a talented receiver that's fast. Um, super fast. So some other guys I wanted to. Dwayne Eskridge was tearing it up, uh, especially today. He was the guy that the analysts were saying, Tyree Kill, he's nowhere near that polished. He's definitely going to rise on people's draft boards, but he's still very raw. He's got a lot to work on. Um, for me, Carderis Tony, other than the fact that he couldn't catch the ball, his routes and his footwork look really good, which is a little bit unsurprising, Um, to be completely honest. Um, Nico Collins from Michigan. We finally got to see him play. He's a guy that opted out for Michigan at the beginning of the season. He's a 6'4 guy. He looked pretty damn fast. He was making some good contested catches. That's a dude that I really expect to be rising on people's boards now because he was someone that was kind of getting some buzz before he opted out. And now we get to see what he's doing against not necessarily NFL, but like, you know, NFL esque caliber players in the Senior Bowl. Did pretty damn well. Um, Amari Rodgers, I'm just going to go through the receivers first. Amari Rodgers looked really good. I think he's done nothing but improve his draft stock. Um, As a slot receiver, like, that's a position that we've seen the value of now really increase. We've seen teams like the Dolphins last year, not necessarily a slot receiver, but they drafted a slot corner in the first round. And we've seen a lot of the smaller receivers, guys, you know, the whole game, offensively and defensively, is getting a lot faster, which means the players are getting a lot smaller. So we could see a guy like an Amari Rodgers really rise. Marquez Stevenson out of Houston, a Houston, receiver, is super fast. This guy has just been burning by everyone at the Senior Bowl. Um, now we can get into some of the other positions. Mac Jones looked on another level from every other quarterback that was playing today um to be honest a lot of the quarterbacks look kind of trash um that jamie newman looks really bad kellen mon yeah. kellen mon i'll give him credit he throws a good football but just not to the right team god damn like he's just you know he's he's like he has so much potential kellen Mond. it's just mm, start putting it together man like come on um Who else? Sam Ellinger, I'll give credit. He looked pretty good today. Sam Ellinger, um, he's a guy that I've kind of always... He's the Texas quarterback. Um, I've always kind of been a fan of him. Um, I don't think he's anything crazy, but he's the kind of guy that he's going to go day two, day three, probably somewhere around day two, late day two, I'd guess because he's a quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised if he went early day three, but he's the kind of guy, he's a high character guy. Um, He offers you... Some stuff running and passing I heard the analyst comparing him to Tim Tebow, I think he's a a way more Natural throw of the ball than Tim Tebow But obviously not as good running the ball So I think he's a guy that You can kind of look out for Ian Book, I am not a fan of Ian Book I'm not sure if I've said it on the pot or not But I am not drafting Ian Book if I'm an NFL team I'll give him credit, he impressed me today Um,
1: Ian Book's just a winner, dude
0: these guys, they're coming in and learning a new offense in a couple of days. Obviously, it's not insanely complex in terms of the adjustments and crap, but it's tough. You know, you get these long-ass play calls and stuff. A lot of these guys are coming from much more simpler systems. So Ian Book, I'll give him credit, looked pretty good. Um, now let's get into some of the other players. Uh, Quincy Roche, pass rusher, I thought he had some really good reps. I'm going to be looking at him more closely. Um, Left guard Trey Smith from Tennessee looked really good. You talk about a people mover. I'm pretty sure he's the kid. He was one of the top-rated tackle prospects in the nation when he went to Tennessee. I'm pretty sure he's this guy. And then um, he actually got blood clots in his lungs and had to miss a year of football. And doctors and and a lot of people thought that he was actually never going to be able to play football again. But then he comes back. But in that time period that he missed, Tennessee recruited another sick left tackle. So he moved to left guard, which may have actually helped him out because he really took to guard really well and has now just become a huge mauler. The guy is a beast of a person, and he was moving people all day. So, um, And, and the next guy, so they, they did the nine-on-seven drills, which is basically just hand the ball off and, uh, up against the, the front seven of a defense just offense versus defense, physical drill. It was really fun to watch. And there were reps where Key, Trey Smith, the left guard, and Alex Leatherwood, the Alabama left tackle, were on the same side. And it was just unfair. Having those two guys on the same side of the field on run plays, these are two guys that are going to be going around the first round. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, they, they were both just rising, if anything, because they were – it was – the defense knew it was a run, and it was unfair. These guys were just mauling people, five yards back every rep. Uh, Trey Smith looked really good in space when he had to go block linebackers. So I was really excited for what I saw out of those guys. It just adds more quality to what is already a great offensive line class. Um, D-backs... Uh eh, you know, the D backs could have looked a little bit better in my opinion. There was a couple decent ones. This uh number eight from Washington. I forget his name. Um I thought he had a couple good reps. Um who else? Going back to the receiver, a guy. I'm not sure if I should consider him a riser or not, but Austin Watkins. I think he's from UAB. Um, not a hundred percent sure
1: the Blazers.
0: I think he's from UAB. This is a really interesting guy because he wasn't necessarily separating a ton. But he caught every single football that was thrown at him. He did not drop a pass. He did not go out of bounds on passes, anything. He caught every single pass. And some of them, because he wasn't separating consistently, it's not that he couldn't separate, he just wasn't doing it consistently, some of these were tight, tight passes that he had to catch. Guys draped all over him. He looked... I thought he looked pretty good, like kind of like a Juju Smith-Schuster kind of a guy where, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster has had some problems separating against man coverage, but you talk about a guy that you can catch everything thrown at him when he, when he gets his hands on it and they can find spaces and zones. You know, Austin Watkins is a guy that I had on my radar, but, you know, if a team is able to pick him up in the third, fourth, fifth round, or maybe even beyond that, this could be a guy that... Might be able to sneak sneak on in training camp, and and when he gets on a roster, so he's a guy that I'm definitely gonna have my eye on. Um, if we get into the running backs now, Ramondre Stevenson, the kid out of Houston, looked pretty damn good. Um, he's a big ass dude. Um, and, and you know, mainly in the past pro reps, I was really excited what I saw out of him. I'm definitely gonna start grinding his film a little bit now that we're getting into that. Uh, let's see, where are the last of my notes um, on the risers? Um, Frank Darby, uh, no one's going to mention him as a riser, but I, I liked what I saw out of his routes a little bit. Kid from Arizona State, I, he's a guy that I'm going to be looking into. Um, dude, oh, Khalil Herbert, running back out of Virginia Tech. Uh, I'm pretty excited. What I saw out of his pass blocking when I did my film analysis on him, I haven't released it yet. But spoiler alert: his pass blocking was one of my weakest areas of his game, and he looked pretty damn good. He had a bunch of. Re- he only had one bad rep, um, and then lastly, oh my god, I can't believe forgot. For- I can't believe Jesus. I can't speak. Can't believe I forgot about this guy or two guys, Chase Surratt the linebacker from North Carolina is a beast. Yeah. This guy is an absolute stud. He can move. Well, he was blitzing really well. This is a guy that I think is going to be going in the second round, maybe creeps into the first now and whatever team he goes to, I would be ecstatic because I think that this is a great linebacker for the modern game. And um, I, I think he's going to be a beast. And then lastly, unsurprisingly, Creed Humphrey, the center out of Oklahoma, is a beast. People couldn't move me yard. He was having some great one-on-one reps um, on the interior. He had a couple bad snaps, but I don't think that's anything crazy. Um, but just as a pass blocker, he looked really, really freaking good. So, you got any last risers on the risers rant? <laughs>
1: No, um I I don't know if he's much of a riser but uh a guy like Missouri had like kind of an interesting season and I know Larry Roundtree is there. Yeah, right? Larry
0: Roundtree. He's another big ass dude.
1: Yeah, what do you think about him because like I've seen like people were talking about him getting a little buzz. I mean, this is a guy that scored 14 touchdowns this year for a Missouri team that was not necessarily supposed to be all that great. Um you know, I I didn't really see him too much of the senior bowl, but like,
0: so I, I want to see what happens during the game because like I said before with the running backs, it's just tough to evaluate them because a lot of the drills. Yeah, you've got to like, see the game action. Yeah, I, I I value the game action for them, kind of like the quarterbacks, right? Like, I mean, granted, see with the quarterbacks, it's more so that the the other ones that weren't Mac Jones, Sam Elliger, and Ian Book looked so bad that it made the other ones rise, right?
1: Did what about Trask?
0: I didn't see Trask out there.
1: I thought he was on the roster.
0: I thought he was too. I didn't see him. Um I don't know if he was if he was playing and I'm blind or whatnot. I did not see Kyle Trask out there.
1: Yeah um, he's on the uh he's on the American team. I didn't see him. Um maybe he didn't participate in the drills
0: I guess not because I did not see him. Um, who 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 were you? Oh, Roundtree. I he looked all right. Um, I think the the only running back that I think that really had bad areas was one Kylan Hill. I now once again don't take this for you know take this with many grains of salt because I am not even using this in my evals too much. But Kylan Hill I don't think looked all that good. And um, more importantly is that Michael Carter in his pass blocking reps I thought was getting moved a little bit too much for my liking. He wasn't wasn't as clean as I was hoping for a guy that, that a lot of people have rated very highly. I haven't finished or even started my analysis on Michael Carter yet. But he um, did not get off to a good start with his pass pro. Now, let's go quickly into the fallers. Um, Sage Surratt, um, unlike his brother Chaz, Sage, now, to be fair, he did get dinged up. He he got a little bit of an ankle injury, but he did not look very good. Um, from my from my analysis during the Senior Bowl, I, I wasn't necessarily high on him to begin with. I know a lot of other people are. He was, you know, like through nine games, had like 1,000 yards. I was not impressed with what I saw. Um felipe franks unsurprisingly looked like dog shit <laughs> he looked awful and, and it wasn't even I, I hate to be so hard on the guy but it's just no tip. no
1: no it's just funny because like you know he he's just so bad man he's just <laughs> so bad he's awful and the the fact that he started at Florida over at Trask and you know of course he transferred and played hard so like just crazy like i've never like sat back and like watch felipe franks do something and be like wow that was a good play <laughs> like, well, it's
0: funny because the announcers that the analysts were saying like oh well he's a flashes guy and i'm like dude you you're just say he's bad just say he's having a bad day don't say he's a flashes guy like geez that's even more rough than saying but it was, it was bad from the throws. He was late on every throw. Um, it was bad when he would throw the ball. There was one throw that he threw way over the top of someone. Um, and then they were saying, oh, well, the wind picked up. Like, give me a break. Um, and it even, he was even having such a rough day that he, he wasn't getting the play calls down. I mean, that was one thing I brought it up earlier. Like, it's tough for a lot of these guys. You start getting the NFL play calls. They are long, and they got multiple calls on there. You got kills and alerts and stuff. And there were plays where he would have to – I saw one time he had to ask for the play four times. Four times he had to ask for it. Um, and that's where I was impressed with someone like Ian Book. He was getting him down. He was ready. He was just getting in on the radio, bang, in there. Fleet Franks just... couldn't do it.
1: That reminds me of that uh, when Gruden used to coach for uh, Tampa Bay. And who was it? Uh, was it Glennon? Or who? Glennon. Yeah, Glennon! <laughs> he just couldn't get the play right. He's like, Jesus Christ, no, it's not rocket science. <laughs> get your head out of your ass, Glennon! <laughs>
0: <laughs> just um,
1: God it cracks me up. Uh,
0: so who were the other fallers that I saw? Um Let me see, I'm trying to get him. I guess not necessarily Fallers, but we knew they were day threes. Um, Powell from Clemson did not look all that good. McMath from LSU. JAG, in my opinion. Uh, JAG stands for just another guy, if you did not know. Um, Who else? I, see. I don't know the names of a lot of the offensive linemen yet, but some of them were looking crap. There were a couple pass rushers that looked just so awkward. Um, we'll we'll do more on the Senior Bowl when you know after the game is over and I've gotten time because we're literally recording this thirty minutes after the day two of practice ended. I'm just going off of what I wrote down when I was watching it. Um. But, yeah, that's, that's for the most part, it for the Senior Bowl right now. I'm trying to just sort through my notes to see if there's anything that I missed. Oh, the number eight on Washington, his name is Taylor Jr., apparently. Okay, I like that um, name. Oh, Ben Skowernick from Notre Dame. He did not look all that good, in my opinion. Um, he's all right, slot guy. I, eh, I... I don't know nothing. Nothing for me. I wouldn't draft him. Um, and then number ninety one, the pass rusher on Notre Dame. I don't know his name. I should. He's a guy that I've seen on film when I've been evaluating running backs. Make some plays. He looked great at the Senior Bowl. So he's a guy that's definitely I'm going to keep on my radar. I'm pretty sure he's a highly talented prospect that has a very difficult oh, to produce.
1: Yeah, I know you're talking about. I know you're talking about. He's. a I think it's it like, no. Yeah, it's a. God, dude.
0: these, dude, there are a lot of guys that, like, you can give me crap for not knowing all the names of these guys. There are some tough names this year, all right? Even to our baby and stuff, like, there are some crazy names. He's not a guy in the season, bowl. he's a guy, if you listen a couple episodes back, our dude that was going to break the vertical jump record at the combine until they shafted him. Yeah. No combine.
1: Yeah, uh, the Notre Dame guy is uh, a – Kumbo like I but like I've seen his name a lot. Like I'm pretty sure he he's might good. Be he's good. Pick. Yeah. Like he's, he's a to be big ass dude. Pick. He's
0: got some nice bend. He can move people. Um. Also, there was this one dude, number seventy-one. He's at. He was at a D three school. He was sick, dude. In the offseason, his workouts are. It's literally this is what he said to the production team, uh, for ESPN. His workouts in the off-season is chopping trees and moving rocks. All
1: right, so you just get like a good old-fashioned country boy mentality.
0: He's this giant-ass white guy with a huge gut, and he was rocking the Zeke Elliott kind of a thing. Like, what a beast, man. Like, you know this guy just chops trees all day. He's moving rocks. Comes home, slams beers like he's <laughs> a lumberjack. <laughs> yeah, he literally is a lumberjack. <laughs> Definitely, but that guy is guy. awesome. I love that guy. But all right, lastly, we got a little like I don't even Super Bowl specials. Is that what we're calling it? Super Bowl specials. So we are going to be doing for the Super Bowl. We're going to be making picks just not what you would think we're going to be making the stupid picks the um we'll just get into it now i don't have to explain it steed why don't you kick it off what are we taking first
1: all right so the classic one is of course everybody knows it is the over under on the national anthem it's slotted at a minute 59 right now uh, who is singing this exactly? Because he's got, I think it's two candidates. I think they're between two candidates. Either Jasmine Sullivan or Eric Church. And I don't know who Jasmine Sullivan is, but I know who Eric Church is.
0: Who's Eric Church?
1: He's like a country singer.
0: Oh, okay.
1: He sings like slow country. Oh,
0: so if he's a country singer, he's going to sing it slow, easy over. What's the over's odds at?
1: The over is at minus one of five. Oh my God, the that is a lot.
0: He's a country singer. He, he's gonna sing his words all freaking slow. Over's yeah. a lock. Uh, let me
1: make sure they haven't picked who is singing the national. Because if it's this, if it's the chick, I like. I don't think it's a duet, but like, I don't know. I don't. I if think we're it is Jeff. Okay. Out
0: here though, it's over's a lock. I might okay, be lock um, of the year, honestly. Minus 105. Can I can, can I take okay, that on our both, big segment next week? Can I, dude, can I take it, that? Okay, they're both they're
1: both singing it.
0: Excuse me? Yeah, it goes. We can't just have it's 2020. Well now it's 2021, but still, like to cap off 2020 with the Super Bowl of the 2020-2021 season. We can't just have one damn singer. We gotta have two
1: yeah it in goes. a covid
0: year Co- they're talking
1: about the super bowl starts at six thirty, but you may want to tune in sooner to see country star eric church and rb singer jasmine Sullivan sing the national anthem as well as h-e-r and i don't know who the hell h-e-r is and i don't think i want to know <laughs> like no yeah, they say that.
0: tune in early. Like the Super Bowl isn't going to start at six thirty anyway. Like
1: <laughs> you're going to have coverage on from like when you wake up in the morning at eight o'clock. Um, yeah, Where I think I'm with though? you though. I, I'm with you on the over. Over, I like the over gang. Because the reason why I like the over is because I truly believe Eric Church is just going to have that little slow little twang. You know that I think he's from Nashville. I'm not too sure. He's from the South, but he's going to have that slow twang, you know? Really, like, uh, slur some words, maybe. So, I kind of like that. Um, Next pick is another classic. Uh, Coin flip, heads or tails. Easy. Minus 105. Uh, What do you got?
0: So, I'm going to preface this by saying that I have gotten the past two coin flips correct for the Super Bowl okay this is a heads year year? was it tails last year year? the year before it was tails
1: so you're going back to back heads
0: i'm going back to back heads this is a heads year
1: you know i think uh we're gonna see why it's a 50 50 chance it's gonna alternate here um I'm gonna to have to go tails. I like I am like I used to be a heads guy when I was growing up. Now I'm a Tails Never Fails guy and I'm gonna keep riding with
0: that. And, oh I'm a uh, Tails guy. I,
1: oh okay, the, you are?
0: I am a Tails guy, but it's a Heads year. There's a difference. All right. Uh I, I,
1: I think I like the Tails here. I like uh I like it to go back and forth. I'm just gonna play the odds. I think the odds are in my favor here.
0: All right, all right. You know, we'll see. We'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's a next, little, next little prop is a pretty fun one. During the National Anthem, who will be the first quarterback shown between, first player being shown between Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes is slotted at a value of plus 105 right now. Brady is sitting at minus 145.
0: Seriously, they have Brady as the favorite. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm going Mahomes. I don't understand that, though. Like, how is the over... Maybe I'm taking the bait. I'm going Mahomes, dude. I think they're showing Mahomes.
1: Dude, I just feel like, you know, Brady the goat. Back in the Super Bowl again, you know. Uh, yeah, but Ten like, Super Bowls. If you, mention,
0: if you mention football right now to the average person, they're just going to be like, Mahomes. Like, he's just like... Mahomes is like the trendy guy. He's like he's what's in right now.
1: He is, dude. And Brady
0: and you, is like I, Brady is like the Darth Vader of football right now. It's like I'm just thinking of every Super Bowl,
1: you know, that Brady's played in. I am pretty sure they've cut to Brady first. Maybe not the older ones, like back in the early 2000s. I don't really remember,
0: but the previous ones. Yeah, but Brady's and, always and, been the talk of the other Super Bowls. Now the talk is Mahomes. I don't know. Like, is is Brady not the talk? I mean, is like, why is Mahomes the talk? I like I get because like. Mahomes he's more, is the he's sexy more,
1: new guy. Yeah, I know he's a more popular player and all of that. And, and but like, you know, the story here is Brady first year on a we'll new see. team we'll is see in the
0: super bowl we'll see i'm just i'm taking my homes and getting my plus 105 and taking it to the freaking bank dude Lock okay well these. dude these are locks
1: i'm going to go with brady because i just feel like i i i just could see it like i just see it right now i see the camera guy pointing right at him um Next one is going to be like where did it go? All right, um, is result of first coach's challenge, and you know, like if they like get it or overturned, overturns favored right now at minus one twenty, and for it to get
0: NBC's to get deferred,
1: I I dude, I think it's CBS low key.
0: Okay, regardless. Just hear me out here. Hear me out. Here. You ready for this? Super Bowl. There's got to be more cameras. There's got to be more angles. Therefore, the chances to get conclusive evidence from your coaches' challenge should be higher. If there are more cameras, more views. I'm taking okay. the overturned.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm taking the overturn as well too. I think that's just a favorite, and the, like the guys are just gonna be all on it. Um, It's kind of a boring one, really. Um, let's see. Let's get like a little weekend going here. Uh, first weekend song that will be played. Here are your odds. In your eyes, plus five fifty. Starboy, plus three hundred.
0: What is in your eyes? How does that one go? Sing it out for me.
1: I honestly don't even know that song. Like I know a couple of weekend songs. Like I like the weekend.
0: I did like, too. I think it's pretty good. Um,
1: um I if you like if you played it, I would know it. Um
0: Save Your Tears. The only ones I know is Starboy and um I think there's another one.
1: Um Blinding Lights, Can't Feel My Face, and The Hills I Know. And um
0: What's the one that's really popular right now in the commercial? On, on the blinding, lights. Blinding, blinding Lights.
1: That's Blinding Lights. Plus 350.
0: Yeah. I'm taking that one. I'm taking Blinding Lights to power socket. Okay.
1: Here. I'm taking a huge value play right here. And the more I tell myself this is the lock. is the hills at plus 800. Okay. Listen. The weekend's going to come in here. It's going to be dark. The, the, um, the lights are going to be going, and The Hills is kind of like that slow, dramatic song that just, like, brings everything in. And then they're going to drop the beat whenever the beat drops, and The weekend's just going to start going ham. I think that's the song he opens up with, and I think that is the song to open up with. That's what I'm telling um, The weekend if I'm his manager or whoever's running the Super Bowl halftime. I'm taking the value, plus 18, plus eighteen, 800 The Hills. Um, all right, I
0: like it,
1: dude. I like it. Next one we got is how many times will they mention? Uh, I guess this is Romo and um uh, Jim Nant. How many times will they mention Bill Belichick? The over <laughs> under is at one and a half. Oh, and,
0: over, over, and the, yeah. Ooh, the over is at minus
1: 200, but like I could just definitely see um Romo saying, like like Brady do something like a little like play that's similar to New England You'd be like oh man if they used to run that that's the little Belichick play right there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude I'm not even joking. If you could take that I would hammer that. Oh my god.
1: Yeah I, I would too um I think that's just like a easy bet because like you know like that's gonna be a huge talk like not only is it like a play that's similar with Belichick they're gonna be like, you know, he got he finally got to the Super Bowl without Belichick, so it kind of kills the whole system QB thing. So I think like Belichick, you know, even though he's not in the Super Bowl for once in my lifetime, you know, he's still gonna be mentioned at the Super Bowl. Um, the next one we got is the Gatorade color. I've been waiting arts. for this
0: one. I have been it's waiting the last, for
1: this one. It's the last one. Gatorade color Odds for the Super Bowl, the winning team. What is going to be the color of that Gatorade? Um, Pulling up the odds now, we got them at. All right, we got orange is the favorite right now. Remember, orange was it last year? Am I right?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the chief. So the Chiefs used orange last year. That's why it is the favorite. They are back in the Super Bowl. If they win, people are thinking, hey, Orange last year, orange again.
1: If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Um, so orange is at plus 150. Red is at plus 225. Lime green, yellow, you get a little three-color combo right here is at plus 250. Next, you can go clear and water. Hey, don't forget about the old classic H2O here. We got you at <laughs> plus 800. Um, blue, which has been known in the past, a Patriots winning one and back in their early days is at plus 800 maybe that was brady's favorite super bowl drink who knows and the purple because guess what who really gives a crap about purple purple's the worst gatorade color and it's locking in at plus 1000
0: i'm i'm thinking there are three possible plays because we know that orange and red are the bait we know that they're the bait if you like Mm -hmm. red like oh the team color thing they're both red like come on no yeah. Orange, we know the Chiefs are switching it up. There's no way they stay orange again.
1: And they they want to play mind games with us, Loki. I think
0: I think that the three good plays are blue, white, and yellow. And I am going to be taking the mega dark horse in blue
1: at plus 800. I feel you, dude. I feel you
0: because Brady um, is going to win the Super Bowl and be like, "Hey, I love me some blue Gatorade. Yum 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 yum. yum. Give me that blue." Plus 8 hundo. I was and before the pot I was going to go yellow cuz I knew we were doing this one. And I wanted to go yellow, but I'm feeling blue. I got the blue shirt on.
1: Mhm. Ah, dude, see, I'm feeling blue. Uh, I blue is gonna be my second choice. It will well, is my second choice, but I think I'm gonna roll with yellow, you know, um I'm with you on orange of or, uh, orange and red. I think that's a little bit of the bait. Um if the Chiefs do win, you know, they're gonna be playing what do the chiefs like to do? They like to play mind games, a little yellow. And you know, of uh, since the Super Bowl's in Tampa, Gatorade was made in Florida from the gators i guess like but i'm pretty sure the first gatorade like color was yellow so i feel like there might be some sentimental value right there mm-hmm. since being played in tampa you can go that route um so yeah i'm gonna take yellow at plus 250 and that's all the props that i put down for the um uh, you know just you know the fun little prop bets that you can watch like during the game be like oh well they showed tom brady first that's that's another 50 bucks in my pocket we haven't started the game yet.
0: Let me see. Did I write any other ones down? Um, oh, here's one last one. One last one. We'll do an impromptu one. Love the it. length of the word brave during the national anthem. Over or under five and a half seconds.
1: Ah, oh, man. And
0: the Brave.
1: I mean, that's got to be over right there. Ah, oh, dude.
0: <laughs> the over's I, minus 155. I'm taking the under, though. I'm taking the under. It's way you think far.
1: it's going to be cool. Well, we need the over if we're taking the over and the... um.
0: Okay, you know what? I'm taking the, the over. Time. Over. You're right. You're right. i yeah. going over.
1: I mean, what, what we really need is, is that for him to mess up a word. And so that clock just keeps running. <laughs> <laughs> Just screw up the national anthem so we can just keep on going. All right, so you're
0: going over?
1: Yeah, I'm going over. Oh, here, here's an interesting one, too. Like, glass one, I swear. Uh, What will be mentioned first? Tom Brady's 10th Super Bowl at minus 105, 145, or Tom Brady's age, which, by the way, Tom Brady is 43 years old.
0: Super Bowl. At
1: plus 105. I think, oh,
0: that's I a, think, oh, that's a tough one. I
1: think it's gonna be age, dude. What if they yeah, swing I think it? You're right. What if they At swing 43, it?
0: forty three, he's made his yeah. tenth Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I think, think that's
1: the way. Out. Yeah, they swing it like that. Exactly what I was thinking. I'm taking Tom Brady's age mm-hmm. as well. All right, pride. Right.
0: We got those picks in. We're, we'll we'll do actual picks next week. Um, we're not tracking these ones for like on our actual card, unless. Listen, if you want to take one of these, Steve, we, we can put them on the next card for, like, actual picks, if you're really feeling ballsy. But uh, we'll have actual I mean, an actual if I go, like, eight now,
1: I want them on my card. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, Actually, the, I, the cool only one I
1: want team. on there is, like, the first weekend song, because I've never felt like this is an absolute Yeah, you know, it's lock, lock
0: season. I, I
1: think this is a lock, dude.
0: I respect that. Um. But yeah, we'll have actual picks next week. We're going to be doing like a, an actual Super Bowl preview this week. We kind of just got the AFC, NFC Championship stuff out of the way. But if you made it th- this far, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like, subscribe, hit the comment. I'll respond to all the comments. Um, thank you so much um, for the recent support and for making it this far, if you have. Um, we're getting a lot of likes and subscribers and stuff, so I really appreciate it. But thank you for listening, and peace.